pro. Lady, the problem isn't in my pants. Mexman. <laughs> yeah, so uh, welcome to this issue of Mexman. Uh, I'm Tony. I'm Justin. I'm Devin. Yeah, we're we uh we're vaguely Mexican and we talk about Exomen. Again. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it, I, mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm forcing it now. Um, well, yeah. You don't even sound enthused yourself. Oh, I'm, I'm fucking hungover. Uh, so, this week we're covering X-Force issue 5, uh, Deadpool issue 11, Major X issue 1, Prisoner X issue 2, Extremist 2, Domino Hot Shots 2, Uncanny X-Men 15, and Messiah War. And somehow, you only have one thing to cover. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so if it helps, I really liked Uncanny, and I do the overview anyway for Messiah War. Messiah War which, yeah. when you think about it, not a lot goes on there, so it, that's actually pretty quick to cover. Yeah. And Messiah War is pretty much just... A big old fight. Yeah, like, yeah. we're running! Ah! <laughs> yeah. Man. Could have started Tom Cruise. It was all that run. Yeah. Brad Pitt was in that book, by the way. Yeah. The Vanisher. You should put these jokes a couple years back where you found them. Oh, man. That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> like, that just like hurt your feelings. <laughs> no. I tell you, I love that that was Brad Pitt, though, in the movie. Uh, yeah, I was, I was I looking was that up. Book? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, uh, I was actually just reading an article about that earlier. That uh, he did it for a cup of coffee. Oh, him as the vanisher? Yeah. All right. Yeah, it was just basically just a favor for Ryan Reynolds because he was like, how, like, you know, disrespectful and inappropriate would it be to have one of the biggest movie stars play a role where they aren't seen and have no lines? Well, it's like uh, it's like the South Park thing where they cast Jay Leno as the voice of Stan's dog. And, oh, yeah. Uh, they cast, uh, uh, who's uh Hollywood McCansom guy? Hollywood McCansom? Yeah. I don't know. I Any remember. of them? Can't remember his name. He was on uh, ER. Oh, George Clooney? Yeah, George Clooney. <laughs> uh, Hollywood they, McCansom. They, uh, oh, no, they cast George Clooney as Stan's gay dog. Oh, and yeah. uh, Jay Leno was uh, Stan's cat. Like, episodes weren't related. They didn't have lines. They just meowed and barked. Wow. And they yeah. actually did it? They yes. came in to actually meow and bark? <laughs> Jerry That's Seinfeld funny. tried to get uh, a role on South Park, and they tried to, I think they tried to get him to be like a fish, and he was like pissed off. Really? He would not have it. Oh, man. That's great. Like, yeah. what, I mean, what do you really need? Yeah. The only time they use the celebrity really is when um, George Clooney was the doctor who puts a potato in uh, Kenny's chest instead of his heart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's, is there news? I feel like there's news. Um, oh, Disney said that they care about Dark Phoenix. So the Disney lied. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that deal's finalized yeah. now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, but didn't they say they're, didn't they say uh, they're going to make X-Men into a show? That was news prior, but was like I, rumor. Yeah, yeah. Rumor, but kind of like they're going to do something with them on Disney Plus, but. I mean, that's kind of a given. Yeah. It's more like, hey, we're respecting the work you guys did as a company and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but It's already slated to release have. and whatever. Well, I feel like they just said that because people were throwing all these rumors out. Like, it's not even going to come out. 
as soon as Disney gets the rights, that movie's going straight to Netflix. <laughs> it, it, they should at least do that with uh, New Mutants. Yeah, I think yeah, I think, the, I think that actually was news on New Mutants was that they were doing something like that, where that probably was going to streaming, but Dark Phoenix was definitely coming out theatrically. Yeah, which uh, when that movie does come out, we should Phoenix Saga. Okay, and then watch X Men Three. No, never. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you liked that, that movie. Just <laughs> I just watched it. I can only do that so much. <laughs> no one told you to watch it after two. <laughs> Nobody said you had to. Had to like them. Yeah, I did say I liked the movie. All right, just not enough to watch it again. Yeah, I just I enjoyed it. I just don't ever want to go through that again. I'm trying to watch all those uh, all the Marvel movies before, so yeah. I have a task at hand. Huh. I thought about doing that, and then I was like, man. That is a lot of movies. <laughs> or I'm at least trying to watch the ones I haven't seen in a long time, like Iron Man and Thor 1 and shit. Yeah. Um, for some reason, Justin's mic isn't picking up. Is it? No. <laughs> is we that turned, better? We turned it down because me and you did a recording. Oh. <laughs> so, do we have any audio from him? Has it been gone? It's, it I mean, there's audio there. Just very quiet. Yeah. For some reason, I'm really loud right now. Oh, that's all right. I didn't say much, any. Much yet, anyway. So yeah, we're we're just gonna edit you out. Of we're gonna just bullshit. Anyway. <laughs> you guys like talking to nobody here? They're gonna think you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I'm just gonna edit. we're gonna edit your voice back in. <laughs> <laughs> just say edit movie clips in there and shit that you're responding to. And just people screaming at you. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> we're all balls of energy today. So I guess we'll start with Prisoner X since I got three three things. All right. Prisoner X. Yeah. Why were you like, is that your book? No, I forgot that came out. That was, oh. that was the week before. I was like, what is this? Like, he only read it off at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> I was like, man, if he was like, if you read it and was like upset that I was about to do it, like you were really adamant on not wanting to read Prisoner X oh, yeah. out of everything. And uh, you probably made a good choice. Um, <laughs> this, I picked the worst two books, I think. Oh, man. Yeah? Yeah. Um, but uh, it's not that this is bad is that nothing really happened in issue two well issue one was just him assimilating to mutant jail and then getting beat up by beast right yeah that's nice issue two is like he gets beat up by beast yes and he's trying to find who wrote him a note oh and he asks everybody (laughs) and they're all like nah it wasn't me (laughs) and then like beast is kind of cool for with him for a second once he beast knows there's something going on with him where uh, he, when he's away from cameras, he isn't like, oh, oh so he's like all fighting. showy and fighty yeah. in front of cameras. Yeah. Like, and he tells Bishop, he's like, uh, like we both know I could, uh, tear you apart, but like, I don't need to do it like this right now. Oh. And then he like starts helping him with a note, but he's like, well, Bishop says like, why are you helping me? But all he does is look at the note and he's like, that's not me. And I don't know the handwriting. <laughs> So it's the the least amount he could have really helped, and then uh, it ends with uh, Bishop getting his ass whooped by like five other bishops. Oh, see that that sounded really good until you said five other bishops. <laughs> just Bishop getting his ass whooped. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bunch of uh, bishops just whooping his ass. Oh, there's Messiah War Bishop. Yep. Age oh, so like all the versions bishop. of himself are. Yeah, and then, like, everything breaks around him. So, wait, it's like that liar-liar scene? There's a lot of scenes in Liar-Liar. 
No, no, the one where he gets caught in the bathroom oh, the, and I'm he's like, in my ass. <laughs> yeah, is Jerry Curl because isn't he also in a bathroom? No, he's uh, oh. being dragged into his room because oh. I guess he hallucinated the whole thing. Oh, okay. Oh, but I mean, he's in a cell, so his yeah. room is a bathroom. And also, Cyclops back to champions. Just yeah, I point that out. So yeah, that's pretty much all that happened in Prisoner X. So, uh, uh, I have a serious question though. Yeah. Was Jerry Curl Bishop there? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, that, that makes it a little better. He's <laughs> your favorite bishop? Probably. I'm pretty sure Jerry Curl Bishop was or there. Or like long, suave-haired bishop, like permed out? Yeah. Yeah, like bishop from uh, Morrison's well, run. These yeah. are all the bishops that were hanging out. Schwarzenegger bishop? <laughs> Schwarzenegger bishop. Oh, man. All right, yeah, so... Uh, that sounds great. Yeah, move on to uh, your thing, one of your things. One of my things. All right, I'm going to go to extremists. So that was actually good. Yeah? Yeah. So last we left off... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> last we left off, uh, they had captured these people for infringing, you know, because nobody's allowed to do shit in the age of X. Yeah, and that rat chick, right? The rat chick. And they found out she was pregnant, so they don't know what to do with her. So they end up uh, chaining her in the basement. That's what you do with pregnant people. Yeah. And I guess... Why'd you stare at me when you said that? Because <laughs> the implications. <laughs> All right, so it starts out, though, and they're just showing that they're kind of still good people, even though they do fucked up shit. They're helping, like, a kid who fell off his bike. Psylocke's giving them some life advice. <laughs> they go back, and it turns out they've been, like, starting fires and creating problems for the X-Men to have to deal with. So I don't know if that's, like, just to get them to not worry about what they're doing in Department X. Yeah. I, I think busy. it's, um, like, from what I was reading, especially in, uh, what was it, Marvelous? Yeah. Where... They are talking to Psylocke, and the one chick uh, who we thought was Monet, but it's not Monet. Was it Moneta? Yeah, Moneta. Uh, when she started giving away what they do, and Psylocke's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it was made clear that, like, uh, the X-Men are the superhero team, so they got to look all good and shiny and awesome. And if everything is all good, then there's nothing for them to do. So in order to perpetuate that propaganda, like it makes sense that there's this other division that is setting up the pins for the X-Men to knock them down. Yeah, yeah. you got to look good. Yeah. Yeah, so they were calling it a controlled purge. They like cleared out this forest of all the animals and they set it on fire. And then uh, the X-Men showed up to put it out. Didn't know that they, you know, they started it. Right. So during that purge, uh, Blob is like staring at Betsy or they share like some eye contact or whatever. <laughs> Betsy ends up telling them later like, or she stays after work and it's like, you know, I saw you looking at me and I sensed you were basically Blob wants to bone her. <laughs> I saw you <laughs> cut to the chase. Yeah. So that's who tells him, you know, I'll erase that memory for you. And she's like, even if you want, I'll uh, add some repulsion or, you know, I'll make myself repulsive to you. And Blob freaks out and runs out, breaks the door down and like calls into work the next three days and shit. Work's piling up. Nobody really cares, but Moneta's gets pissed off because She's, like, racist towards... She keeps calling them grades, the retrogrades. Yeah. And uh, she goes downstairs and starts... Apparently, she's the one who's been in control of the prisoner, and she had her tied up, the rat chick. And uh, she's been basically, like, torturing her. And Jubilee didn't know that shit. She walked down there and freaked out and went upstairs to try to, you know, figure out what they're going to do with her because she wasn't cool with that. But because uh, Moneta's pissed, everybody else is just, you know, pushing papers with Blob gone, and, you know, they're all cool with that. So Betsy goes over to Blob's house to finally get him back to work or to see what's up. Because Blob had left a message on her desk saying, I don't want to forget, sorry. 
And she goes there, and I guess she ends up changing her mind. Because I forgot to say, there was a theme through here. While Blob is feeling like a romantic relationship or something like that, Psylocke's, she can't remember the last time her parents held her. And that was like a big thing for her. She was like, I remember a reoccurring nightmare I had as a kid, perfectly, you know, vivid, but I can't remember ever being held by my parents. So it was like, you know, they took the, the you know, that memory from her, basically, any yeah. emotional or connections. So she's picking apart the fact that their memory of the past doesn't make sense. Yeah, because she saw... When that it was were, edited. Yeah, because when they were saving that kid, she saw the kid get carried away by a nun or something. And she was like, you know, I can't remember the last time, you know, I was held. It's crazy. And she had a nice quote there. It was like, it's crazy to think that as kids, we were picked up for the last time and then set down, never to be picked back up again. And I mean, that makes sense when you consider what X-Man's whole goal is. Like, he would have to take away any of the good memories that, like, being in a family would bring to make you think that it's okay to not have one. Yeah. Let alone better to not have one. And it makes sense that it's a psychic that's like, hey, wait a minute. This right, is making catch sense. On. So he, she goes there and they end up, she ends up talking with Blob and Blob says basically like, you know, I've wanted you for a long time and now it's like a pain or whatever, but the pain of not having you is better than not feeling anything. So I'd rather feel this and I don't want you to wipe my memory or whatever. Oh, that's so emo. <laughs> and he does have that like flippy hair now too. Yeah. <laughs> like just a hipster facial hair. <laughs> but then Betsy crawls across the table all sexy like and gets in his face and she was like, tell me one thing, does it still hurt? And it ends right there. With her, like, all in his face. So they're about to do the dirty right on that table. Ew. Yeah, I don't want to see that. (laughs) She's about to peg him with a psychic knife. They're about to fight. Psychic dildo. (laughs) But no, it was pretty good. I liked it. Oh, God. I don't ever want to picture Blob having sex again. (laughs) Okay. Because, like, best case scenario, it's House of M Blob. And that's still, like... A bunch of skin hanging off. <laughs> is that really best case scenario? Though? I don't know. It's all pretty bad. Best case scenario is uh, why are we talking about this? Let's go. Let's, let's go <laughs> so like, why X Force. I'm like, why am I thinking about the best way to I'm fuck Blob? Because you had an idea. <laughs> I was gonna say Fred Dukes in Wolverine Origins before he got fat. Yeah, uh, makes sense. Uh, yeah. So X Force finally goes somewhere. Interesting. Um. Four ended with uh, Warpath getting, like, some purple shaft through his chest. It's the worst. <laughs> it, yep. it is the worst. Speak uh, for yourself. <laughs> and, like, uh, so X-Force is suddenly fighting Strife and Strife's uh, mutant uh, liberation army. MILF. Oh, is it MILF? Yeah, mutant liberation force. Front. Front? Yeah, MILF. Oh, I thought that was Hope's group. That is I Hope's knew they were like really close. Yeah, I mean, I'm not reading X Force, so. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. It's not Milf. It's uh. It, it's yeah, it's Mlah. Uh, but uh, so they're fighting, and then Cannonball is like, "Hey, Warpath, I need to take you out of here because you're dying. So stay with." And this threw me off, uh, because it seems so weird. Cannonball rockets him out toward the ship and goes... Jet-ass. Jet-asses, yeah. And goes, just stay here with the pack rat too, and I'll be back. And, like, so obviously, like, that's the name of the ship. But, like, why say two? Yeah. Was, like, why like, brand it? Like Star it's, Wars stuff right there. Like, I, I don't know. That just that threw me off. Um, and someone asks 
asks uh, Strife, like, what the deal was. I think it was Domino. What's the deal? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And he's like, what's the deal? Fucking Dayspring here. Been a pain in my ass. And then it just goes to a flashback, uh, which is what most of the issue is. And uh, they show moments before um, Cable. Do you remember in Extermination, the lead up, all those prequel, like the, the end, kind of the end credit yeah. pages that was like, here's what the future is when the original X-Men don't go back. Well, he's in the middle of fighting uh, Strife's, like in his future, he's fighting Strife and his army. And he's got uh, a group of like soldiers with him and he had he like they hatched some plan where they're like all right we can't get through the front line so you guys escape and the three of us are gonna draw their fire and then we'll circle back and join you guys back at you know our camp and then while they're doing that one of the guys uh with uh nate gets killed he turns it like we get shot He's like, oh, I'm going to die, so I'm just going to become a suicide bomber real fast and take out a bunch of these guys so that you guys can escape. He does that, but the group that it, they were covering, like, almost all of them, like, disappear. They get, like, time warped and ripped apart. And one of them, and, like, out of nowhere, a new girl shows up. And they're, she's like, who are you yelling for? Like, she recognizes the guy she's with. He doesn't know who the hell she is and was wondering where the other three people he just had with him went. Um, so they tie her up and they eventually all end up at the camp and they find out that because time has been destroyed because of, you know, uh, Iceman dies. It's the whole reason the future goes to shit uh, because the original X-Men can't go back in time and it just causes this big time storm. So uh, Blacksmith... I don't know if you know who that is. He's like this Yoda-ish character. Yeah. I feel like he was mentioned somewhere. He's he basically was Maz recently. from Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. He looks like Maz, but he, he acts as though he were Yoda. And he... Uh, it's weird how all these like current shit we're reading, like how similar ties it is. Ties back, to yeah. Because Blacksmith like, is referenced in uh, yeah, Messiah and, War. Yeah, because it's spelled weird with a Q. And, yeah, yeah. I knew I read. I thought I read it in Messiah Wars. Anywhere, but. Yeah, yeah. He's not shown. He's just referenced. Um, but but anyway, he uh, he takes uh, Cable, and he's like, I got to show you something. And they go to this bunker, and he's like, just whips his dick out. <laughs> no, uh. Cable's like, where are we? And he's like, one of your bases. Like, one of my bases. He's like, yeah, you built this 2,000 years ago. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, you haven't done it yet. How does that make sense? So, like, he hasn't time-traveled yet. Kid Cable? Yeah. Right? Kid Cable. So, yeah, he hasn't done shit yet. No, no. Just be, He's just been a pain in the ass of uh, Strife. So, he, uh, he shows him his parents and what happened, them getting pulled through time by beast and and all this stuff and he's like you got to go and you got to fix this because your older self was supposed to and he failed and he goes back to the camp and uh he's like all right well we got to go and do this thing to fix the timeline and then as they're getting ready to go the rest of his group like get ripped apart by the uh 
the whole time vortex storm thing. So it, it explains why he gets back so angry because all the people he knew and loved were just killed right in front of him all because of the of his older self not doing his job. And then the really cool part is that Strife has this uh, has sort of like this time uh, cocoon thing. Like the same thing he has in Messiah War, where the space that's covered by that is unaffected by whatever temporal shifts are happening. But he realizes that someone just left the area, time jumped, and that they're going to change the timeline, eradicating them. So he's like, the fuck if I'm going to let someone make us not exist anymore. And so that's what the whole deal was, is that they're going back to hunt Cable to stop him from ending their timeline. So I that's confusing. More confusing than it was reading it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it is. Yeah, that is what it is. But when you say it, it, it like sounds confusing. But it was like the way you said it. <laughs> Just makes you man, comic books. <laughs> yeah, man, comic books. But it's cool because usually when someone's changing a timeline, you just see the protagonist, their actions, and then they change it, they go back, and then it's like, oh, what changed? You never see a character go like, oh, no, I want to survive. You change my timeline, you get rid of me. I don't want to be gotten rid of. Survive. Yeah. yeah <laughs> survive. <laughs> Fuck my God. So, yeah, that's... that's the <laughs> I watched parts of the commentary for Tropic Thunder recently, so it's still pretty fresh in my head. <laughs> but anyway, that's, uh, that's X-Force number five. That's pretty good. All right. Well, I guess that leads us to Major X. You seem so excited. It wasn't bad. I thought it was going to be worse <laughs> because I don't trust Rob Liefeld. Dirty rat. Untrustworthy. Stuff. Yeah. Um, I feel like he, like, he's been very fortunate of creating characters that, like, somebody has stepped in after him and made that character. Right. Um, but... And man, his uh, his feet, <laughs> like his feet are terrible. They're still terrible. There's a shoulder pads joke that he writes in this. Nice. Yeah, his feet are still terrible. Um, there's one specific page where, uh, yeah, right at the beginning, Major X has his face on uh, Cable's head, and Major X, it looks wait, 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 so wait. bad. You said face on his head. Yeah. <laughs> or his foot. His foot. <laughs> yeah, his foot on his face. His face on his and foot. And it looks <laughs> terrible. Yeah. And the character design is uninspired of Major X. These things were in slippers, too, in that picture. Yeah. Well, uh, but I do got to give him a little bit of credit, though, just for the fact that he made a shoulder pads joke. Yeah. Um, I wish I could remember what that shoulders pad joke was. Well, when you sent it to me, I didn't really read it that much as a joke, as just like a reference. But Yeah, but he was making fun of himself. So, in, but basically, in this story... Uh, it starts out with Major X is like putting his boot in Cable's face, and uh, it doesn't really explain why they were fighting. Um, old but, Cable. Yeah, yeah it doesn't even cable. explain how it's old Cable. Yeah, which I think is just Rob Liefeld saying. Rob, Rob Liefeld said he had a story he wanted to do, and Marvel was like, "Cool, whatever." Um, so, uh, he is with like an older version of Beast, like with white hair. Uh, it kind of looks like the um, uh, X-Men Blue Beast. When he went crazy, or 
what is it, Black Vortex Beast? Is that what it was when you went white? Uh, yeah, the uh, the one he uh, where it was from um, using Queen. dark magic. Yeah, yeah, like that's what it looks like. Which maybe we'll post a picture later. Um, you can buy the book. Yeah, I, f- I found the the text you sent me. By the way, in that panel, uh, Cable looked like Sub Zero. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he <laughs> um, No, it was a picture of Deadpool. And the joke was really more that he looked like Deadpool because Deadpool says, I love what you've done with our look. Shoulder pads are an inspired choice. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, yeah which, uh, at least Rob Liefeld's like, hey, aren't I dumb? <laughs> I feel like he specifically tried to tone down what people made fun of him for in this character, and it looks extra weird. Yeah. yeah. Because he's wearing like just a skin-tight suit with some swords on his back. Well, and he has shoulder pads, but they're not like... Pronounced. Yeah, he's got like um, like football shoulder pads instead of being like a whole thing over him. Right. He looks like he needs pockets now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like where does he keep his guns? Yeah, where does he keep the guns or like the, the <laughs> I, bullets? I bet you can't or guess what his vehicle is though. Is it a motorcycle? It's a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a, a time motorcycle. Or a, de- well, it's a dementor... Dimensional shifting motorcycle. You know you're describing a Power Ranger, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Rob Liefeld created the Power Rangers. But, um, so, like, it starts out, like, because I thought this book was going to be, um, Major X was, is, like, killing the X-Men. But, no, he he's there to ask them for their help. And, but, like, Cable just keeps fighting him. And he's like, I need your help. And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> I think he, like, interrupted a fight Cable was in or something. And, um... He explains to Cable that, uh, like, he's from this other dimension that exists next to, uh, like, our dimension, or their dimension. And uh, that dimension had gotten, like, there was, like, a huge resistance going on towards something. It hasn't really gone there yet. But, like, all of the, their whole dimension got blanked out as he was, like, dimension hopping with their version of Beast. And he came to uh, the Earth 616. And uh, he needs their help to, like, help them. Because it's, like, a weird, slightly future dimension or whatever. Uh, but he ends up having the big reveal at the end that he's Cable's son. Um, so, yeah, then they're like, oh, cool. I guess we'll we'll help you. I like uh, that he's got the X. I mean, that makes it better that he's got the X on his head. The fact yeah. that he's a Summers and not just a douche with that. Yeah, X not just head. some random dude. But uh, a cool, a really cool fight that happened to that is uh, Deadpool from um, Major X's universe uh, was sent through to kill Major X. So he's like, he keeps on fighting everybody. And then out of fucking nowhere, uh, regular Deadpool comes through and starts, like, they start beating the shit out of each other. And then Deadpool, like, the main Deadpool takes out the other universe Deadpool. Huh. Too much Deadpool. Yeah, hey, you know what that book doesn't have a lot of? What? I was going to say not Wolverine, but that's not true. No. <laughs> Wolverine's in that book. Yeah, Funny. and Beast, so it sounds like a great cast. <laughs> it, is, it is like they made the book and you like, you know who this book will piss off? Piss off? Justin. I can't, man, they just need to chill with the Beast. Too much Beast. <laughs> you know where I haven't dug in a while? That's what. <laughs> that's such a stupid insight to have put on this podcast. So anyway, that was uh, that was Major X. Um, I don't have another one to talk about, so it, the so, rest is just between you guys. Yeah. 
I can get into uh, hot shots. So, Domino hot shots, last we left off, we had. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who let that in. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was right next to you. Ah, fuck. Last Domino, we had. Uh, they were just trying to get some like celestial tech or something, and that dude ended up getting infected by the celestial tech and flew up into space. Then Deadpool shows up like he's about to assassinate Domino and her team. Her team consists of White Fox, uh, Black Widow, Atlas Bear, Outlaw, and Diamondback. <laughs> so uh, Inez got Inez's Outlaw. When she ended up punching the dude with the celestial tech, it ended up infecting her. So she's like starting to see and like know things that she shouldn't know, like have the knowledge of God, basically. So the writer's Gail Simone, and she must really like Deadpool because she was bigging him up too much. It felt like uh, how they big up Wolverine sometimes. Uh. And you can hear like the narration or people's thoughts and they're talking about like, oh my God, he's unstoppable. And they were talking about that with Deadpool. And I remember leaving off last issue, like Deadpool is about to get his ass whooped by all these people. And then Domino's thinking in her head like, oh no, as soon as Deadpool gets serious, somebody's going to die here. We're not going to be able to stop him. (laughs) Outlaw punched him in the face and just like disintegrated his face almost with one punch. What are you guys talking about? Well, and as somebody who reads Deadpool a lot, he gets his ass whooped all the time. Yeah, it just didn't make sense to me because all the people with those healing powers, they normally get beat up by uh, strong people. Like, you know, your healing power can only do, or healing ability can only do so much. Strong guy. Strong guy. Uh, and girls <laughs> and gals lads and gals yeah they they should really make the trademark strong girl before dc takes it so they ended up uh teaming up though at the end i guess domino appealed to deadpool's heart i guess so he decided not to kill them so then tony stark shows up out of nowhere and he wants to stop them that wasn't really even clear i don't know if he wants to stop them from getting that celestial technology or if he uh just trying to stop their mission or something and he ends up sending some like Iron Legion, essentially, just some robots to go and mess their shit up. So they they end up landing on their plane, Atlas Bear's Wakandan plane, and she's full of it, thinking, oh, he's going to have a hard time getting in here. <laughs> this is the noisiest water bottle in the world. Because <laughs> it's Wakandan plane. But he still ends up taking it over, Tony Stark does. Uh, and then they whoop those Iron, the Iron Legion or whatever, but they still end up going down. Did you enjoy that book? It's great. <laughs> That you read like a, the whole major X book, and then like kept it. No, I set it aside. <laughs> I didn't read it. So, I was trying to listen to Justin. Yeah, I was like forgetting what the hell was going on here. It was—it <laughs> kind of felt like it was repeating itself because they went through the whole thing again, where she had to literally give everybody the same speech. Like, you guys are from—you know—you represent countries. Are you sure you're going to be able to get this celestial technology and not take it to your own country? So it was like two pages of that. It's like, yeah, we went through this. You already brought it up to him last issue. Can we skip this part? Uh-huh. Yeah, they said they wouldn't keep it for their countries. Big surprise. Uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but this episode is totally being taken over by Deadpool. Yeah. I yeah, noticed. especially when you consider <laughs> Messiah War 2 later. Yeah, and I still haven't done Deadpool. Oh, yeah. oh I well, forgot yeah. that we had that. I was hoping we'd... Everybody forgot that we had that. But. <laughs> so yeah, it ends with that ship going down hey, in a result of from Tony Stark. I understand hating Deadpool's fans, but like Deadpool's okay. Is yeah, no, no, no. Like, Deadpool is okay. His fans are just terrible. He's okay. Yeah. It's like Rick book. and Morty. Yeah, not in every book. That's too much, man. You know, no, yeah. no, no, no. That Rick and Morty is good, but the book. fans of Rick and Morty can get annoying. Oh, okay. Just yeah. oversaturation. 
Nobody should be in it. We would probably be sick of Cyclops if he was in every single book. It would take a little while. Yeah. But eventually... But he's less obnoxious, too. It's always got to be an obnoxious motherfucker who's in every book. Yeah. Yeah. Because some people think annoying is funny. I mean, just because even Wolverine, he's not just in... The, it's like Warpath is in a lot of these books we read, but he's not saying shit, so who cares? Yeah, because Warpath doesn't do shit. People War, said... No, no, Warpath fucked shit up. Yeah. I swear, people said his name more than he said anything. What he does to Strife? Yeah, after he gets captured, because he gets captured all the time. <laughs> He's a little cap- capturable bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but he rips out of his restraints and then punches his fist free by smashing it into Strife's face. It's awesome. Yeah, maybe do he could have done that a lot earlier. Yeah, he needed to build up that anger. <laughs> his powers are stupid. <laughs> He's like a slow Hulk. Like, his whole thing is that he has a knife. Hey, two knives. <laughs> two knives. So he's he's more Alakazam than he is Kadabra. Oh, man. All right, so I, I needed to add this tidbit because uh, I forgot it. Tony Stark's trying to stop them from getting that celestial tech because the government, U.S. government, wants him to take the tech. Because, you know, it's superpower tech, whatever. It can help the government help do crazy shit. Who knows? Yeah, and Tony Stark's a corporate shill. Yeah, pretty much. Now that Devin walked out for a second, we can talk about how much Iron Man sucked. Yeah, no. That movie. I'm watching it right now. It's so hard to watch. Yeah, which one? It's horrible. Well, Iron Man 1. 1. And that's the best one. Is it, though? I mean... That's what I heard. Universally accepted as the best uh, Iron Man movie. No, it's really, it's not bad. I'm not looking forward to uh, the other two, though. Yeah. So, uh, I guess I'll get into uh, Deadpool. So Please do. Try to keep your pants dry. I know. So, um... There's, uh, again, I mean, I know I had three, but uh, there's not really a lot to this one either. Uh, in the last issue, they introduced a new Deadpool villain, who's basically like if Batman looked like Daredevil, but like had more armor. And um, so like he finally explains his reasons why he's going after Deadpool. And it's because like his parents were like in an alley with him when he was a kid and Deadpool came down and killed his parents. So then right when that happened, somebody came and they're like, all right, you're not going to be able to do anything now, but I can take you somewhere where uh, they'll raise you. And then uh, once you reach a certain age, like, I'll take you to get trained. So, like, he gets raised in in an orphanage until he's, like, 18. And then um, after that, he gets sent to uh, the Savage Lands. And he just gets dropped off. And they're like, you learn to fight. (laughs) So... He's, like, in the Savage Lands for years, just learning how to fight. And then they, like, um, he gets picked up, and they take him uh, to, like, a monastery. And he, become like, learns to, like, hone his power now. Is Kazar and his pet Sabretooth in this? No. Missed opportunity right there. Is it, though? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you say Kazar? Kazar. I thought it was Kazar. Is it Kazar? I think so. I've never spoke with him generally. In- I think no. you're thinking of Quasar. No, Kazar. His sounds more caveman-y, so I'm going to go with his way of saying it. Kazar sounds like it's a, a more civilized name. I don't know. Like, because it just flows Kazar together. Kazar is the one? That, not, <laughs> Kazar sounds like a space monarch or something. Kazar sounds like... Kazar. No, no. no, no. <laughs> I'm thinking like, K, like Kazar. Like, they can't fucking put... Like, they have to pronounce the syllables so separately because, you know, caveman... <laughs> That's a great, a great reasoning. You mean kind of like Kazar? 
<laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> I really never cared about that character. Send us an email at uh, <laughs> maximumpodcast at Gmail. Gmail. <laughs> gmail.com and tell us whether you think it's uh, Kazar or Kazar. Or just send us a message on the Facebook page. Um, so, anyway, after he, like, finally gets trained up, it's revealed that the dude who's, like, been training him this whole time is Weasel. And Weasel's back from the dead because, like, he made a deal with Mephisto to, uh, like, kill Deadpool. Who's Weasel? Uh, he was a buddy at Deadpool's. TJ Miller. And Weasel has, like, he's that good? He's no. that good to train this dude to fight Deadpool? No, if you if you notice from what I said, he just drops him off places. I thought you said he was getting trained in the Savage Land by Weasel. No, no, no. He gets dropped off in the Savage Land uh, to survive, and that's his training. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, like, he gets taken to the monastery to, like, and the monks teach him, like, how to hone his powers. And uh, Deadpool, like, the whole time, because Deadpool's, like, all fucked up, and once it, like, finishes his origin story, he's like, man, he's like, take this from somebody called the Merc with the Mouth. You don't want to talk too much, especially when you captured somebody who has a healing factor. And then, like, Deadpool busts him in the face, and uh, it ends with Deadpool kind of beating him down. And uh, he, yeah, he's explaining to him, uh, what he says is, um, your whole revenge plot is going to last an issue longer than anticipated, and my name is on the fucking title, so I promise it won't be the ending, uh, ending well for you. Uh. And that's how the book ends. Uh, Scotty Young has been really big on like referencing it being a comic, which uh, Jerry Duggan didn't do much, that much. Right, but I mean, Deadpool does know, so yeah, that's cool. It makes sense. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you seem so sad. Because <laughs> I don't know what to say. K Kazar Zar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking this up. <laughs> How does he... he's not in the book? So. Yeah. You do Sad. do X Men fifteen, and if I'm looking Kazar up Kazar or Kazar. You can email me at Kazar number one fan. <laughs> it's it's like two A's back to back. Wait, which makes it that's why it's K. Do the thing. Did, did, do oh, the thing. I'm yes. <laughs> it's Magneto. All right, and it's Kazar. it's Magneto. <laughs> it's Moneta. <laughs> Okay, so Uncanny 15 was cool. <laughs> Good, now let's move to Messiah. <laughs> uh, 14 ended with them having uh, just achieved a small victory and uh, it, their party kind of being crashed by uh, Steve Rogers. And um, it, it picks up from there. Steve's all like, hey guys, uh, I want to help, but I know... I, I, I just want you guys to know I respect you. I want to give you your space. I'm here if you need me, but don't tell anybody. Like, <laughs> I want to be your friend, but I don't want anyone to know we're friends. <laughs> I, have a, I have an important announcement. What? Um, there's a dash between. It's K-A-Z-A-R. Yeah. So he's right. Cut. <laughs> hey, Zara. How does that make it K? No, but that is pronounced as two different syllables. You're pronounced with, two different syllables. I'm upset you didn't know it was two. Di- like if it was two hard syllables. Oh, oh, and, and. <laughs> this is taking over the fucking podcast. Damn it. Work. <laughs> is it K A H for the? Huh? K A H. K A H for the phonetic spelling. <laughs> 
Uh, it doesn't have a phonetic spelling. So you're just asking. Oh my God! This doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. It's a YouTube video that's called "How to Pronounce Marvel Character Kazar." <laughs> Fake news. Somebody right. out there. That's all they want to oh, know. Why would you say start talking about Uncanny Fifteen? Because I didn't find only that to interrupt it with that bullshit. Because we were already going into it, and you were just sitting there. Yeah. Are you gonna do it? I've been doing it. It, it, it doesn't seem like it. So Steve is a dick. He sounded yeah. kind of cool because he was like, "Oh yeah, I got mutants back." Oh my god, I, I covered this, and I and I, you know what? I think yeah, I did it yeah. with some modicum of charm. No. Okay. No. You've never <laughs> done anything with charm. I need no. to add to this. So he was he was sounded cool for a second, and then a second later, he's like, "It's your fault if people." You know, get killed when you're fighting in the streets. It's like, where the fuck do you fight, Captain America? <laughs> right? All right, all right. No, on his moral high ground. Yeah. <laughs> so it starts with Captain America talking to Silas. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead. Go ahead, Devin. Oh, fuck. <laughs> anyway, so... It starts. <laughs> <laughs> so Cyclops is just like... Uh, you don't call us again, we'll call you, basically. And Steve leaves, and Wolverine's like, oh, he's, played it all. He still leaves. He still leaves. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why do you keep breaking my concentration? Oh, because I'm hilarious. <laughs> no, that's not, <laughs> that's an inside so, joke. All right, all right. So Cyclops is talking to Captain America. <laughs> he's not anymore. Now he's talking to Wolverine. Um, yeah. Do you mention the, the deal? There wasn't a deal. There wasn't. He handed him his card. Yeah, but he offered him a deal. No, he, he offered them uh, space for prisoners. Yeah. That wasn't a deal. That was like help if they want it. Yeah. Deal. Fuck. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway, uh, Wolverine's like he was right about one thing: can't trust anybody, most of all him. A dick wrapped in a flag. <laughs> yeah, which is interesting too. That like uh, Wolverine has such hard feelings against Captain America now. All of a sudden, um, well, last time he saw him, he was at a hate rally for mutants. Yeah. Well, I thought it was weird that he wanted to kick Alex out of the room, but not Logan. Um, I think he wanted Logan there to kill Steve. No, because he would have had a more objective view on Steve in that Steve um respects Logan for some reason. Yeah. But doesn't really respect Alex. Yeah, I mean, that was our whole really respects Havoc right now. Yeah. But I mean even that was their dynamic of the uncanny Avengers was that he, uh Alex was supposed to be the leader, but Steve kept um micromanaging and getting in the way and leading. He's like, "Hey man, I thought I'm supposed to lead this team. What are you doing? So it was sort of like he kept being treated as the other in that book, and that's ultimately why he left that team. I'm going to stick to my guns on this one. It was to kill Steve. <laughs> Didn't want a little brother to see it. And then he stuck around so he couldn't do it? Yeah, ruined the whole plan. We would have been done right there. Problem solved. <laughs> it just, and it's like a two-page book. <laughs> the end. No more X Men, but yeah. no more Captain America the either. The villain is done. There's no more need for the X Men. Um, yeah, I, that it did read weird though. Um, 
any anyway, uh, right after that happens, Jamie walks in and he's like, "Hey, we just got a text on the phone that we got off of Reaper. It's Hope. We know what her next target is." They end up at another rally. This time it's uh, uh, Chamber punching a dude. Loved it. Um, and Cyclops is like, "Hey, what are you doing? We're supposed to be incognito here." And he's like, "You know, you you punch people who are bigots. This is what you yeah. do." And he's like, "Maybe not right now because we're supposed to be incognito." That would those couple of the pages though were really weird because as great as um, the art has been. Did you guys notice, like, he's wearing a jacket with no hood. Then he suddenly has a hood out of nowhere, and then it's no hood again, and then he has a hood, and then the jacket has stripes on the, sh- uh, the sleeves, then it doesn't, then it does again. And then he's wearing, he puts his visor on, and then after he has magic port him up to the roof where Hope is, he's not wearing his visor, he's wearing glasses. But then when he's on the roof, he's wearing his visor again. It was weird. It was a really weird series of inconsistencies. I didn't notice those stripes and stuff, but yeah. I, I thought it was weird, though, how Forearm like smashes Cyclops in the back. <laughs> right? And then at the next panel, they're like far away. Kind of like, what? <laughs> maybe, right? maybe he has one of those old school jackets where you can button on the hood. <laughs> <laughs> but then he just like takes it off? Yeah, he, like, zip, he puts it on and then he zips it off. and takes. But yeah, like he has it off initially, like even if that were the case. Yeah, there right is there. no hood. Yeah, he has no hood. And then there are hoods in two yeah, panels. It was off panel. It's like putting the visor up. on. And then... And then he gets hit by four arms out of nowhere. All, all of them. All four of them. <laughs> yeah, he gets hit by all four arms. That riot was kind of funny, though, because they're, like, in Chamber's face being all, like, bigots. You mutie, take off your mask. Dude gets punched and someone's like, call the cops! <laughs> Wait, let's see. All right. Yeah, glasses. Yeah, yeah. But that is cool, though. I mean... The action sequence of and him visor. of them trying to find uh, Hope and Banshee and then being like, well, there's Banshee. He's headed toward Hope now. And then him being like, all right, magic, get me up there. And then the whole sequence of that is pretty cool. Um, so he gets up there and he starts trying to talk Hope down, who's trying to assassinate that uh, politician. The one who uh, is even more of a bigot than the last guy, whoever that lady was. I don't remember her name. Currently. It wasn't Nance, was it? Olivia Nance or whatever? From oh. Gold? Probably. Um, and that's gonna be- so she's uh, he's trying to talk her down, and she's all like, nah, because Cable's dead. So that's your fault. It's my fault. It's everyone's fault. And when you think about it, sure, he was your son. Definitely he was my dad. But without him, we aren't anything to each other. Um, and then Wolverine like sneaks up behind her and like slashes at her. And then she shoots Cyclops in the face, taking out one of his eyes, making him a Cyclops, officially. And Beast make, later makes that fucking joke, which makes me want to punch him in the face. But, like, where did he get the hood? <laughs> yeah. It's in his pocket. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a button on. With like a <laughs> yeah, it's in his pocket where your comments should be. I bet. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So did she, like, uh, give herself that scar on her eye like Cable? No, I think she gets that with uh, Cable and X-Force. I bet his oh, okay. jeans zip into shorts. <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah, so she, uh, there's, a, there's a cool moment, though, where Wolverine has her pinned down after she shoots Cyclops. And he's like, you're going to pay for that now? And, like, this is for Cyclops? And she's like, wait, Logan, you forgot. And he's like, forgot what? She's like, who the hell I am? And she optic blasts him. 
Optical blast. <laughs> and then she just gets up and then uh, shoots the politician lady. And then she gets, like, super stabbed by Wolverine. And then before Wolverine can, like, throw her off the roof, Cyclops gets up and he's like, ah, don't do it. And then he wakes up back at that bar six days later uh, and Beast is all like, well, Dark Beast is all like, hey, man, had to take out your eye, but you're cool, right? Also, definitely a Cyclops now. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Which I have to say that, like, if you name yourself Cyclops, like, eventually, comic logic, it's going to happen to you. Eventually. It's like if you were stabbed in the face, girl. (laughs) Like, you're eventually going to get stabbed in the face. Um, It was cool, though, like, I mean, because Dark Beast, his Cyclops already was one-eyed, so... And it's sort of hinting toward that Age of Apocalypse version of him. I mean, and even, like, uh, Scott being a little more cool to him, too. Because Havoc shows up and he's like, hey, what the fuck are you doing in here with him unsupervised? And he's like, oh, I just thought I heard him calling for me. I'll get out of here. Uh, (laughs) And uh, there's a joke about him wanting to put a robotic tongue inside. uh, Yeah, it's uh, like... Cyclops's mouth, and he like he's checking his tongue. And was like, oh, I'm glad he didn't do that. Um, but then Alex mentions that uh, he ran some experiments on the New Mutants, and then Scott flips out like he did fucking what? And he gets out and he checks uh, Beast, and then he ends up with like a crazy headache, like as he like focuses his optic blast because of the surgery and losing an eye, and Beast is all like. Yeah, you probably shouldn't do that because your head is going to explode. And also, if you touch me like that again, I'll... And then before he can finish his sentence, fucking Havoc has him by the hair with his yeah. fist in his face. All powered. Like, you'll what? That was a great moment. Yeah, that was badass. Like, <laughs> like everyone's just on him this so hard. This is Dark hard. Beast. Not yeah. Just beast. Well, it could be either. They're kind of the same. Uh... But then the new mutants show up, and they all have the uh, the virus that they had in their bodies gone. And Cyclops is all excited about it. And he's like, I'm so glad you're back. And they're like, oh, well, we kind of were here already. But, you know, yeah, healthy again. And Beast is explaining that it's not really a virus. It was more of a parasite that was their friend. Uh, I'm forgetting his name. Warlock. Warlock, yeah. And that they just had to find a different host. And it ends up being uh, Madrox, except I don't know, is that the Prime or is that one of the dupes? One of the dupes. Well, they're not clear on it. Well, it shows there's two of them right there, and you got it, the one leaning over the other, so I assume that they put it in a dupe. Why would they put it in the Prime? Uh, Dark Beast would, because he's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's where it ends. Which kind of sucks, because once again, it's like, can you quit? I was like, yes, Warlock. No, yeah. Jamie, Madrox. Yeah. Oh, uh, real quick. Too, they do mention that they have Hope, Banshee, and all the other MLF like locked up yeah, she at stole, the bar. She stole that healing factor, so she's not dead. How yeah. big is the basement in this bar? <laughs> well, not that big because they said it's filled <laughs> with the MLF. So and there were only like a handful of those guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that Hope scene was badass because you do forget because she's never using her powers. Yeah. It's like her cable and Bishop. They rarely ever use their powers. They're just toting guns around and shooting yeah. things. 
Bishop a lot more uses his powers. They just they mentioned that in Messiah War, like he doesn't use his powers, but yeah. I feel like he's always blasting people with that shit. Yeah. And then uh Cable's uh excuse is the whole organic virus thing. Like he spends most of his powers energy on keeping it from absorbing his body. Yeah. So he's like he's an omega mutant that has to like dwarf his own powers. Yeah. You can only use a very small increment of it. Yeah. But it's good. I I like the direction. So Banshee's definitely still a zombie. Yeah, that's weird. And it's it's weird shit going on. Like all like all the shit and astonishing. I don't know. It's weird that he's just like anybody was like, you do this. He's like, ah, cool. I feel like are they even trying to help him? They're just like, oh yeah, no. we we just leave him on the roof. And he's in jail. They could have just been like, you're on our side down. Like all right. They're treating him like he's like a pet or like a object. It's weird. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you're objectified. Yeah. Pretty much like point, like kind of like how they did Angel when he was just, but even way worse than Angel, when Angel was Archangel and he was basically just a, an assassin kind of, point him in the right direction, he's gonna kill everything over there. Right. Speaking of which, Messiah. Messiah. No, war. War. Messiah Warplex. War. Messiah Warplex. You see, next issue though, it shows what looks like Psylocke psychic knifing. What's his name? Yeah. Wolverine. That's actually. A but psychic. she's gone. That's actually. Yeah. But also that looks like Asian. Psylocke. Yeah, so is that what's so, her name? Quanin or whatever? I have no idea. Looks cool, though. Yeah. She has two swords on her back. No pockets. Who doesn't have two swords on their back? But, like... When they have swords, anyway. Her thing is energy swords. And real swords. And real swords. Yeah. But, like, I get one. Because ninja. Yeah, and I get, like, the one. But the other one is purely to look cool. Well, yeah, it's a comic book. You got two yeah. hands, man. Two hands, I feel two like, swords. do we need to explain no. to you how Psychic comic sword. books work? They usually use some form of logic. <laughs> the psychic sword wasn't supposed to cause actual physical damage, so why use the real sword? It's not supposed to cause real physical damage. <laughs> cause mental trauma. Yeah, just, <laughs> okay. Just mostly leaves people crying. So, uh, Messiah War. It starts off, well, to give a quick, um, like, prelude to messiah war with x-force uh they're in the middle of fighting the leper queen and <laughs> the leper leper yeah yeah I like just, is there like body like, parts just falling off yeah or? like she's rotting yeah yeah it's a, it's a horrible power yeah well like she's like oh like, she's constantly I'm, dying i'm the smallpox kid <laughs> 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 like what a shitty power but she's not it's not a power it's she just has leprosy. <laughs> it is. And her whole thing is that my she super, wants to die. My superpower is AIDS. <laughs> so, what, uh, like, and this actually is important for um, Second Coming later. Because they're dealing with Bastion. And Bastion's a super sentinel that's always trying to destroy the X-Men and destroy mutants as a whole. And, uh... He has this whole new group that's murdering mutants, but he's also, like, with the X-Men moving west to uh, San Francisco, Scott had put on this whole, like, PR war, trying to change the perception of mutants. So Bastion is actively counteracting it, and he's taking mutants and turning them into basically suicide bombers. Um, do you remember uh, Iron Man 3, what they did with the extremist people? How they just had those people, like... Extremists. 
juiced up on the extremity. Yeah, I had them juiced up on it, and then they would explode. Yes. Um, they're doing that with like a version of the legacy virus, making mutants' powers overload and explode and kill bunches of people. You know, to blame like that sounds like, like a, a that sounds like a, a metal line. What? Like overload and explode and kill bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, so they have at that moment kidnapped uh, Hellion, Surge, and Boom Boom. And every time I see Hellion's name, I just think of, like some drunk guy. They're like, "You want to go get pancakes?" And he's like, "Hellion." <laughs> So this is what happened in the X-Force before Messiah War? Yeah, right before. Because I was wondering what was up with Boom Boom, because they start talking about her at the end. And I'm like, boom Boom Boom. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I wanted to mention before and after Messiah War, because it's the way it happens is actually pretty cool um, that it's written. So uh, X-Force, it splits up, and half of them are trying to save uh, Boom Boom, and then the other half are trying to save Surge and Hellion. When they realize that they got taken away. And uh, I think it's Domino and X-23 are trying to... Oh, no, no, no. Um, they don't... Sorry. I'm mixing it up with the issue after Messiah War. They all end up at the base with uh, the Leper Queen and Boom Boom. Meanwhile, Hellion and Surge are on their way uh, to the United Nations... Because they're going to release them there and blow them up there. So it looks like mutant extremists are trying to take out the UN. Extremists. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so there's arguing at the beginning of Messiah War between Scott and Logan while Scott's talking to Beast. Or rather, Beast is trying to talk to Scott, but he's not paying attention to him. I think he thinks Scott's talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, because at that point, they. I, I hate when that happens. Let me know you're on the phone. <laughs> well, I think it's just telecoms. I don't think they're officially phones See, in that instance. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, and don't be a dick and do like the one finger. <laughs> just like point out. like. But Scott mentions that he. He knew something was wrong the minute that Cable didn't show back up with Hope after they left. Because it's time travel. They could have shown up right away unless something went wrong. Does it seem weird to either of you guys that she calls him Nathan? No. No. I don't know. It just felt... Because she seems too small. Call him Big Daddy Nate? What do you want? <laughs> well, like... I don't I mean, know. if he it's spit out fire. <laughs> she's like, just fuck off. <laughs> but... I don't know, it's weird seeing, like, a little kid with the person who's essentially their dad, and they're using, like, the long-form version of their name. Like, she's not even like, Nate. She's like, like Nathaniel. <laughs> well, I think it's because in comics, Nate's thing. already a different character, so it would be yeah. confusing. Nate, yeah, right? Good people can't have the same first name. names. Yeah, well, no, especially if, they're cl- if it's a clone of them, or an alternate reality version, then it just starts confusing the reader. Yeah. It's like how in X-Force earlier, they really didn't want you to think that that was the Pac-Rat 1. They needed you to know it was the Pac-Rat 2. That was useful. Because the Pac-Rat 1 got blown up or something. I don't know. Yeah, she wasn't like all yeah. Nathaniel Dayspring Ascani Sun Summers or whatever. His yeah. Whole yeah. It's why, why it's pronounced Ascani. <laughs> it's why Tony Stark's dad and Howard the Duck have never had a team-up book. 
Exactly. <laughs> you get two Howards on a team. Yeah. It's really confusing. Oh, but I thought it was more weird that big-ass head she had on that little kid body. <laughs> well, that's how they differentiate kids. I guess. Yeah. She hasn't grown into that head yet. <laughs> no kid does? Until they're not kids? That was, still, that was an odd head. <laughs> I think what you mean is every kid does. No, I mean that they don't look like they're grown into their head. You're trying to say all kids have big heads. So if there's any kids listening to this now. I think you're... Yeah, you're big-headed. Yeah, well, and you shouldn't be listening to this. Oh, yeah, that's right. You swears. We do use swears. Fucking shit. Whoa. Fart. (laughs) There you go. Fart being the worst one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Fuck, what were we even talking about? Uh, Uh, Giant heads. (laughs) No. Um... Nathaniel. Oh, you were complaining about her using his full name. It but wasn't a complaint. It was a complaint. It was an observation. It was a nag. You're a nag. You're a hag. You're a... F- <laughs> <laughs> Line stony. <Yeah>, yeah. <laughs> you gotta remember what decade this is. Yeah. <laughs> Because legitimately, I was just like, use another letter of the alphabet. And I was like, oh, that's not a good one. Gag. You're a gag. Yeah, you hoot. You're a sag. We're playing this game, huh? <laughs> yeah, so anyway, stuff happens. Um, <laughs> good segue. <laughs> uh, so the they're having, segue. um, <laughs> right. Uh, so Scott realizes something had to have gone wrong. So the top priority always was as soon as they got a lock on Cable's location in the future, they were going to send X Force there. And in the X Force book, right before Messiah War, they got the temporal armbands that would transport them as soon as they hit the button. Seven of them. Yeah, which is, was there seven of them? Yep. Yep. There's seven members of. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you know what? No, no, I'm confusing because I just watched Shazam and there was this whole like confusion of like them saying seven a lot, but there were only six characters that mattered. And yeah. Was there ever a point in that movie where that movie's great? They used Dave Chappelle's like Shazam. No. <laughs> All right, because I wanted that so badly. No. But uh, yeah. Um, in. X-Force, right before Messiah War, Wolverine has uh, the Leper Queen, like, pinned against the wall, and he's like, where are they trying to figure out where Hellion and Surge are, because only Boom Boom's there. Um, And he's having that argument with Scott, and it ends with them disappearing. Polio Princess. What? Polio Princess. Polio Princess? Go on. No. Just old timey diseases <laughs> mixed with like some type of monarchy. The pox prince, mighty yeah. measle man. <laughs> okay, let's not do this. Yeah. <laughs> um. So when Scott's having that argument with him, uh, and hits the button and sends them, the leper queen's just like, "Well, I wanted them to kill me because Bastion won't let me die. Now they won't even kill me. I guess they failed us both." And then she pulls a gun out and shoots Boom Boom in the head. And that's the end of that issue. Uh, and then that like sh- Boom Boom's <clears throat> going to meet Bang Bang. Oh. Well, it was just one shot, so it was just one bang. Yeah, but doesn't, if she's just Boom, 
<laughs> this was my point. She's it about work? to get banged. Which has a lot of dark implications. Yeah. Yeah. And necrophiliac. Yeah. queen. Also, yeah, though, yeah, you didn't see the dress she was wearing. Slutting it up? Yeah, she was definitely, like, going out Tits probably out. to get banged. I mean, like, you know, to, to hook Talking up. about Boom Boom or the... the <laughs> yeah, the leopard queen. Yeah. <laughs> no, Boom Boom. She was, like, dressed up like up. she was going to the club or something. Because uh, they were all just abducted from random places. Like, Hellion was just getting coffee and then, like, he gets knocked out by the waitress, like, spikes his drink and he gets kidnapped. Okay, they got, like, judo chopped by this waitress and shit. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, are you, are we, we're still in the prelude stuff for this. Yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, <laughs> so they're sent into the uh, the future where they have the signal, but they're not sent to where Cable is. Like they have the they have thirty three hours specifically to go to him and fix whatever the issue is. And then, because Cable's just an asshole, as soon as they find each other, like he's just fighting them, and they're like, "Hey, Dick, we're like here to help you. What's your deal?" And he's just like. I want to be left alone. Is he an asshole, though? He punched Wolverine twice for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is he an asshole? And then you describe a really asshole thing to do. I thought that was great. <laughs> when you punch a villain, He's is it an asshole it. thing to do? <laughs> like every every time you punch Wolverine in the face and a baby smiles. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because it happened twice. Wolverine was just talking and Cable's like, nope, right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, he, uh, I gotta go back to my notes now, fucking, uh, anyway, they fight, he gets away, Bishop's there, Bishop does some dick shit, uh, because Bishop teams up with Strife. What kind of dick shit? Big dick shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, he's trying to kill a kid and everything. Uh, they show that he actually, he found Strife in the timeline, and he's like, hey, I need your help to kill Cable. Um, because Cable's gone crazy, and he's against the X-Men now, and he's trying to murder everybody and destroy the world. And I thought that was weird that, like, Strife would care. Like, why would he care that he, like, defected from the X-Men? Like, Strife would want to beat him just because he's Cable. He didn't care. That was Bishop's reasoning for why he wanted to kill Cable, he himself. And then uh, Strife was like, well, I don't care. And then he was like, well, I'll give you Apocalypse. Yeah, and that is a thing that yeah. happens. Uh, and Apocalypse was dope. Well, Apocalypse was a bitch until Apocalypse was dope. Yeah. Uh, and that's thanks to Angel. Um, yeah. But <laughs> anyway, uh, so Bishop ends up working with Strife. Uh, Angel gets called by Apocalypse. Meanwhile, X-Force finds Deadpool just randomly because Deadpool shoots Vanisher like right in the throat, which was awesome. Uh, and then Elixir just, just like, ah, oh, I gotcha, and then heals him real fast. And he's like, what the hell's going on? And he gives him a brain tumor. Oh, he so, gave him a brain tumor way before. Yeah, but, like, yeah. has no interest in resolving that. No, he's not supposed to. Logan told him not to. That's basically so that Vanisher has to listen to them. Yeah, and stay on the team and do what they say. What because, a move. No, well, because... I'm, I agree with Justin. <laughs> Punch Wolverine in the face. It's because... It's a strategic advantage to have a teleporter, but they can't involve any of the good teleporters on X-Force. So they got, like, a criminal teleporter. Where's magic during this period? Probably New Mutants, right? Uh, I think so, but she's still considered just, like, an X-Men person. Like, yeah. a good... They're keeping her out of this whole murdery stuff. 
Yeah, because I think uh, New Mutants had a run right yeah. around here with Shan and like the original New Mutants. Yeah, uh, her like the big teleporters are her Pixie and Nightcrawler. Well, because obviously Pixie and Nightcrawler aren't doing that, but yeah, I mean, and then later, uh, that's exactly why Magic's always on Cyclops' team because he's like, uh, it's advantageous to have a teleporter. Right. So, and you know, she's a down ass bitch <laughs> versus the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> His name is ridiculous, though. You could tell he was made in a long time ago. Oh, that his last name is Porter? His last name is Porter, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it's still better than the wizard. You would think, though, that he would have just gone by Porter instead of <laughs> getting the name Vanisher as a code name, because it's like he has a code name for a name that's already a code name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a hat on a hat. Uh, anyway, uh, Angel gets called by Apocalypse. Because Apocalypse is dying and wants to be killed, but not really. Like, he wants Angel to submit his body to him so that he could, like, become him. Yeah. That whole thing was kind of weird. It was weird. Submit your body to me. (laughs) But, like, as soon as Angel was like, give me that leg, boy. (laughs) As soon as he was like, nah. He was like, all right, fine, then just kill me. And then uh, Angel ultimately is like, no, I'm not going to kill you. But here's some, like, blade feathers. Absorb those and be stronger. And he's like, it will do. Which is weird. I didn't even know that was an option. That- I thought he gave him those, like, here, kill yourself. I'm not doing it for you. You got hands. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was what it was going to be at first. Well, it's weird because he was, like, scrawny as shit. And the next thing he was buff. Was that from the feathers? Yeah. Yeah, he, like, absorbed the DNA <laughs> of it or whatever. Because Apocalypse's power is just weird. He was still scrawny enough to choke the shit out of Angel, though, which was dumb. He's like, hey, come closer. Come closer. It's like, a how Marvel close was he? to fight milk. Because <laughs> he, he had to put his head, like, right next to Apocalypse to get choked. Yeah. Apocalypse is laying on the ground. He's like, I got to whisper in your ear. Yeah. Meanwhile, all this is, like, while that's happening, because that's kind of just the B story. Yeah. Uh, there's just a bunch of fighting going on between Bishop and Strife. And Cable and the X for and X Force, like just all over the place. Um, and then uh, Porter, uh, or Vanisher rather, um, <laughs> is this first name Todd? <laughs> I don't remember. Or Terry, uh, Terry Porter, <laughs> Vanisher X23. And Domino find the reason why they couldn't, like, port out. And it's because, like, one of the mutants that X-23's friends with is there. And she's, like, keeping some weird uh, temporal, like, dome over them. So no one can shift through time. And uh, that's ultimately the, the what was wrong with Cable. Because they got to that time and then Cable couldn't leave. The whole thing ended up just being one big time trap that they had to fight their way out of. That uh, Bishop had set up. So that he could kill Hope. Um, and then Bishop turns on uh, Strife. And Strife's all like, why the fuck? Oh, because you want to kill that girl? Why didn't you just say that? We could have killed the girl. Wait a minute. What's so special about this girl, though? And then he decides that like Hope's going to become like his predecessor. Uh, He's right on board right away. He's like, I'll kill a child. <laughs> what? He's like, why'd you betray me to, to kill a kid? Like, We could have just killed a kid. Oh, yeah, to tell me it was Cable's kid. (laughs) I love killing kids. (laughs) That got really weird in that when uh, Hope met him for the first time, like face to face. Yeah, she was all like, Nathan, is that you? And it's like, no. Well, it was all like cute and innocent. And then he was like, yeah, I'm your daddy. I was like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
And that cool part, though, because he captured her and Warpath at the same time. And Warpath was, like, restrained in, like, these weird, like, cement balls were holding his fists. And, like, he rips them out uh, and then just punches Strife in the face with one of them, shattering it. Like, that was a cool moment. Yeah. Uh, it did take a while for him to do, though. <laughs> like well, you, you kind of said earlier. You got to reach that moment where you peak anger. You yeah. The stronger, the angrier you get. Um, but... I don't know. A lot was going on. I liked the plan initially where, like, when they did finally raid as a team against Strife and Cable got into his mind and he thought he was attacking him, but really he was blocking his ability to sense other thoughts so that Wolverine could hit him from behind and then Elixir came up and started killing him. That like, was awesome. That was awesome. It but made then, it scary. But then, and even, like, you have the internal monologue of Strife talking about, like, how he's he wants death because it hurts so bad but then he remembers who he is which also fucking calling like foreshadowing later with hope with wolverine on that roof it's like hey you forgot who i am. like because you met you mentioned earlier just how like every week we're doing something it seems to be like oh, there right. are elements that are just tying tying in what's current with what we're covering mm-hmm. in the past and that's kind of that same moment Strife has where he's like, then I remember who the hell I am. And then he just knocks Wolverine and Elixir back. And then he forces Elixir to come back over to him and like heal him from when Wolverine like slashed his throat. And uh, I mean, it's a badass fight, but ultimately it's just that it's a bunch of fighting going back and forth until uh, no one can quite take Strife out. And then Apocalypse shows up. Big Daddy Apocalypse shows up. <laughs> yeah. uh- I love the the story that Deadpool tells of how he got there. Yeah, <laughs> like he's like, yeah, there's a big fight going on. Uh, I kind of wanted to stay out of it, so I found this freezer. I was like, I'll go chill in there, and then he gets trapped for like 800 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he was like, after a couple decades, I got really tired of playing tic tac toe. So I was, like, he legitimately develops a full. Like new personality, yeah. So it will play hangman with him, and then it starts winning. <laughs> yeah, it starts beating his ass. <laughs> I like too how he's talking about how he survived, and Wolverine's like, "You joined Strife, I joined Strife." Hey, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like, because Wolverine, he's like, "Tell me the story," and he's like, "All right, I'll tell you the story." And he's like, "Why aren't you telling me the story?" <laughs> he's like, "Do you want?" The, he's like, "Do you want the extended cut?" Do you want the regular? Or do you want the cliff notes? Like what? And he's like, just tell me now. And he's like, abridged, abridged version. Gotcha. Because yeah, he got stabbed after he said, "Oh yeah, my healing factor's not working." And then he gets stabbed in the chest. I thought it was great. No, he stabs him in the head. He stabs him in the head, and then yeah. well, uh, his healing factor works. It's just not as good. Well, he's someone, just shit. I think it was uh, Vanisher, was like, "Kill this guy." And Wolverine looks at him like, "What do you think I'm doing?" <laughs> like my claws are in his head. Well, he said he stabbed him in the head before he said his healing factor wasn't working. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought it was hilarious that even he said that it's not working good, and Wolverine's like, I don't care. Here's more stabs for you. (laughs) Yeah, he does say, well, somebody kill him already. And he's like, what does it look like I'm doing? Deadpool says, scratching my brain. Ooh, ooh, a little to the left, please. Yeah. Yeah, It was was good overall. Um, But uh, they're able to... uh, Get, well, they got rid of that barrier because eventually Domino just shoots X-23's friend in the head because she's like, look, we did need to do something. like, Which was weird because the whole time Vanisher's like, kill her, kill her, kill her. And Domino's like, hey, man, have some respect. And Laura's all, 
broken up about it because it's her friend and they don't know how to solve the the issue of freeing up time travel. They and just uh, pulled the plug, I felt like. But what plug? There were so many. Yeah, true. <laughs> Which wire? <laughs> right? Uh, and then eventually, like, it gets to the last seconds and Domino's just like, ah, fuck, and just shoots her in the head. And right away, Vanisher's like, fuck this, and rips off his band and he's suddenly, like, back in the past. Um, and then everyone's still trying to fight Strife. And, and they're dying for it because the longer they stayed past those 33 hours, the more their body started to fail uh, because they have to remove those bands to slingshot back into the past. <clears throat> they had to plan to split up because they know the locations of uh, where – because this is what happens at the end of that, um, and it gets picked up in the next issue of X-Force. They split up because they know where uh, Hellion and Surge are going to be, so – when you see Angel flying with Elixir and Wolverine, that's where they're headed. But in then, the future, so that when they go back in time, they're going to be at that place? Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. Cause I was like, because they have, to they? they have to travel there by foot. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Domino and X-23 are making their way back toward uh, where Boom Boom was. I forget what's going on with... Uh, uh, I think they forgot about Warpath at this point. Because they don't really show Warpath doing anything. Oh, yeah. I don't remember where he went. Because at a certain point, like, Domino's, like, dying, and X-23 is like, I'll take it. Just give me your gun. She takes Domino's gun, and then she removes Domino's uh, strap. And then X-23 gets to where the X is marked, because that they marked where Boom Boom was. And then she cuts off her band. And then in the next issue, you see her porting in, like, the air... And then she just shoots the Leper Queen in the face and chest. Nice. A bunch of times, right before the Leper Queen shoots Boom Boom. The Warpath was with the other people. Angel was flying the other two. Warpath was flying the other two. How is... What? What? Warpath can fly. Warpath can't fly. Yeah, can. Warpath can fly. What? Didn't stri- Stripe said Since it. when? Like, and I think For he's like flying, that. too. How did I miss that completely? He doesn't do it a lot, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> And, it, like, I feel like it always looks weird when he does. <clears throat> like, he's... I'm just assuming yeah. he's jumping all the time. No, it's not like a jump. He's just kind of, like... Weird? Just, like... <laughs> he never, like, has a, an acceleration. Just, it's like, he's moving. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's, like, a... I think it was a ability he learned yeah. later. And he's not a good flyer. He's not, like, a, yeah, able to Yeah, like Jessica Jones. Shit. Yeah. Like, she can fly, but she's, like, real shit at it. Oh, okay. But he's, like, better than her. Like she, she falls like all the time. Like, can't win. I guess somebody did a fastball special with him recently, and he was like, "I can fly, jackass," or something like that. Oh, yeah, completely missed that. He never does it. Yeah. Uh, Was that astonishing? Oh, an interesting thing that happens. So, like, Bishop gets away, uh, time shifting, and then (laughs) Apocalypse has Strife because Strife saw like. Okay, I'm so sorry. It was all an accident. Like, you accidentally almost he killed me. Baby. Oh. And then he's just like, you don't deserve to live. I'm going to take your body. And then he just, like, beats the fuck out of him and then carries him away like he's a little baby. Yeah, he was like, please, daddy, no. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. yeah. Like, but you've I, been a de- disobedient little boy. That was pretty badass, though, because he, like, blasts yeah. him with full power in Apocalypse. It's like, so much power, no strength. Yeah. So, and... Well, and I, I didn't know that Strife thought he was the original and that Cable's the clone. No, he knows he's a clone, but he didn't know that. 
Yeah. He and originally this, he doesn't th- know that he's uh, a clone. He, he thinks he's the original. I don't know if he thinks that or he likes to pretend that. No, I think he pretends it because originally he thought he was the original. Like he's like when a, his when he was first introduced. It's just imagination. I think he's got like a complex about that. Like he's always yeah. insecure. What a bitch. It's like you know, now it's like he's the he's the real one because he's the better one, but he knows objectively that he was cloned, because he does say that at one point uh, when he talks about like in his inner monologue about how he is turning his uh, attention toward his original parents and stuff like that, like his biological parents and all that. Um, oh no, never mind. It's in those files. Did you read the strife files? Okay, it's in that that he says that. Because I just remembered it. He doesn't actually say that in those stories. Yeah, I was gonna read like all the all of that extra shit, and then I just didn't have fucking time to do. Well, the strife files weren't long. It was just little bios on dope pictures of the characters. Yeah, they lied in the apocalypse one. Said he was the first mutant. Well, he's canonically the first mutant. What do you mean canonically? Like he's the oldest known mutant. He's not. They chained, they retconned it to uh, Namor. No. No, Selene is, Selene is thousands of years older than Apocalypse. Oh my but god. Like, Who is it? Namor? Selene? No, Namor has never been. Namor was the first, like, produced mutant in a comic book. He's not yeah. the first, like, the oldest mutant. But it's been stated in the comics that he's the first mutant. Like, That's officially. Yeah, well, yeah. He's not even on the, like, top 10. No, list. that wasn't in, in Age of X. No, it was uh, in. Um, si- no, uh, House of M. Yeah, I'll say Yeah. But um, that was a different universe. No, but it gets referenced again later in uh, Gillen's. Yeah, I think that was just a writer who doesn't know what he's talking yeah. about. Because it's always been Apocalypse, and except for what you're saying, I guess there's somebody. Selene is 17,000 years old, yeah. and Apocalypse is like four to 5,000 years old. <sighs> and Namor's Semantics. probably like 300 years old or some shit like that. He's not up there. I, mean, he's probably I feel like he's it's like, like a, um, a Bulbasaur question. Or like not a... What? You know how they say, like, who's the first Pokemon? Rhydon, Bulbasaur. Arceus. Uh, Ar- Arceus. Arceus, yeah. And then there's uh, somebody else. Man is the first Pokemon. That's <laughs> true. Arceus is Man is Jesus. the 151st Pokemon. Was a man. <laughs> yeah, it says it in the crochet, actually. You got it there. The how old Salinas. Yeah. So I felt like the book had a shitload of times where people were almost about to die and it was it was too much yeah like how many times or like elixir just gets there to be solved like just in time they made elixir scary as shit i was saying i really loved it because he was like he's in here and he's not saying anything but i can hear him he doesn't want to kill me but he has to and he's just in the dark yeah it's like, damn. like i like i could hear his thoughts he truly is sorry that he has to kill me that's actually if the panels were picking like i'm i'm torn between the one where he has that thought and uh, Elixir is covering his face with his hand, and the one with uh, Archangel that I shared before. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I didn't know Mystique was an old bitch. <laughs> Rude. Yeah. She's about the same age as Wolverine. Yeah. Also, Mystique that. is a terrible person. Because they had yeah. a flashback of them like in old times where they met each other like way back in the day, and they did the Dirty Ew. in Wolverine Volume 3. Also, yeah, they have a kid together. It's really gross looking. Canonically, I think Namor was born in... Uh, Looks like, like a ginger smurf. The the 20s or something like that. 1920s? Yeah, something like that. That early? Or that late? Um, It couldn't have been much more before that. 
I just don't know his life because his comics have been around since uh, like the 30s, so I figure they'd make him older than that. I don't know. Look it up. I just made a guess. I was like, I know he's like old in the hundreds, but he's definitely not that old, like apocalypse old, you know? Yeah, he's not like. Yeah, and it's there was two people on the list that they said were older than apocalypse. Celine and then Sal. Yeah, some other eternal. Yeah. Apparently, who did they say it was Rob Liefeld making all these old ass people? What do you mean? They Rob? said somebody who there was the same guy who made those characters all old. Oh, uh, I'm not on the list anymore. I think I read that same list that you read. Probably with Mystique on it. Star2.com. Oh, weird. Star2DT. Homo superior. You're looking worst. So, is there anything in, uh, you guys want to add in about um, Messiah War at all? Is, Bish- is Hope 12 years old? Because she does not look 12. And Bishop says he's been working with Strife for 12 years. No, I think Bishop was just working with Strife for 12 years. But he doesn't do that until after he's already been... Yeah, but time's weird like that. It, that's how long it took to set up the trap to to get uh, Cable to be there. I guess. I think... Because uh, time, even though they're jumping back and forth in time, they're still aging in normal time. Because in the primary timeline, it's only been a few months. And, and Hope has aged that much? Yeah. Because that's how long it took for them to get a beat on his location. Because they were just jumping through time. They were only able to get his location because he fell into the time trap that Bishop set. Has it only been a few months? Or did they just go back in time making it a few months? The X-Men? No, it's only been a few months. No, Hope and Cable. No, the they've X-Men been together been, for like six years. They haven't been chasing them that long. The X-Men haven't been chasing Hope and Cable for six years. No. In that time. they It's it's like basically like a Google alert that uh, that Beast sets up, but for their uh, time signatures in the future. And he it took them months to ping one. Because Scott says in the beginning, he knew something was wrong the moment he didn't show back up. It's like the way we know... None of us figures out time travel because if we did, we'd show up right now. Shit. Right now. No. I'm going to make it a surprise. Shit. I'm just going to spin the <laughs> dial. But, like, it, it's that concept, you yeah. know? Like, you know, you did, you can't time travel because you would have time traveled to a point where you would have met yourself to say how cool time travel is or something. Oh, well, unless you can only and... time travel to a time where you... There's already time machine. Oh, fuck. Maybe. Sure. I'm talking about conceptually. Why? We're in the time stream, so I'm not going to do nothing like that. Why? Like, because it's time travel, uh, Cable should have shown up with Hope, grown up, at any point. Well, yeah, I'm not disputing that, but I'm saying they still age. Time doesn't slow down. It's like if I go in the future and I live 12 years in the future and then I come back here. Yeah, I know, I but it's sort of like... I just came back in time. But it's like the same thing how, like, Jamie just didn't get all of his memories from the other, uh, from his dupe <clears throat> no, no. right away. It's yeah. like a moving scale. It's of- all relative, right? Like, Cable's running for six years in his personal time. And Bishop's with been him. chasing him for 12? Because Bishop keeps going back at different points. Living a few years, then he jumps back to where Cable is. Because he, he mentions... He's trying to cut off any potential places Cable could have gone. That works. He's, that makes sense. Forcing Cable into the direction that he had set up with Strife and that whole like it, like time bubble that he couldn't move out of. Yeah, if he stops chasing them, then he's doing other shit, then that makes sense. Yeah. I figured if he was just like on their tail that whole time, 
No. That doesn't make sense. No, no. He, he stops chasing them to get better and do other shit. That's how, because they keep referencing back to the time Bishop came back to the present and fought the X-Men so he can get intel and leave again. Yeah, he did a lot of uh, mass murder, which we didn't say. Yeah, he's a terrible person. It was just cutting yeah. through different years or whatever where he was just mass murdering everything. It's almost like he's a supervillain. Yeah. Almost. Well, and he like, keeps on telling himself, like, he's like, oh, if this was any other circumstance, I would be jumping in to save that girl. Like, yeah. But he's... Murdering that yeah. girl. He's a child <laughs> yeah. killer. Yeah. It was really cool when they were with Strife, though, and trying not to say anything about the girl or even think about her. What also doesn't make sense is that he knows there are branches of timelines, right? And I, I was talking to this to uh, Justin about this right before we started. Like, he he keeps rationalizing to himself, as soon as he kills her, none of this is going to matter because he's going to stop everything from happening. But not really. He's just going to create another branch of the timeline. Yeah. He still murdered all those people in those timelines. They're all still dead. He's still a terrible person. He's a shit person. And he should know that. Because he's a time traveler. It's his kind of his thing. Yeah. But anyway, I think we're going to end on that note. Thank you for joining us for this issue of Mech's Men. Yeah, and uh, stay classy. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs>